Well, uh, good morning, everyone. Good to see a bunch of you guys on there now. A bit of a shout-out to Sean and Marat, Jeff, Harami. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Andrew, Laura, Alison, good morning. Hey, Alison, looking forward to hanging out with you, mate, down there in Sydney. Mitchell, morning, team. And uh, whoever the Facebook user is, hello to you. Give us a shout-out with your name. Uh, maybe they're sometimes behind the Facebook veil. Uh, we don't see who you are. Shaquille, Kylie, good morning. Hopefully you're all well. Quick intro, Jason Witten's my name. As most of you would know, I would think. But if you don't, welcome. If you're new, if you're well, if you're new to the coaching and mentoring program we have for our clients, if you're new, just wandering by with our lives. Hey, welcome to the Wealth Coffee Chat morning. Hey, good morning, Sharon where we talk about property investing. Been doing this for a couple of years now. Good morning, Tom. Uh, these morning lives. I've been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand. Over 18. And along the way, done a few deals. <clears throat> Helped many clients over, well, over 7,000 actually. And... Uh, We've learned a few things along the way. So each morning we get to hang out and share, which is uh, which is great. So thanks for joining me. Uh, Nimrel, Tom, Ashley, great to see all of you guys on this morning. I thought we might touch base uh, on the back of yesterday's conversation. If you would have caught yesterday talking about the three stages that we go through as an investor the acquisition stage, the consolidation stage, the lifestyle stage, and uh, along the way, keeping our eye on the prize. We're in, uh, in an interesting time in the marketplace. We've had an excellent run of capital growth for a lot of areas, a lot of properties. Uh, not every property's gone up, by the way. Uh, not every area's gone up, by the way, and we, we might talk about that over the coming weeks. Uh, so make sure you join me each morning. But what I thought we would do is just sort of get back to a bit of the kind of, not, not the basics, but the fundamentals uh, for a few of our morning chats. We know the media's winding up the, the madness, the stupidity, the weirdness, and we need to make sure we focus on our plan, our longer-term plan. And uh, there are seven plans. There are seven plans that we've identified over a 20-year period that you and I, as property investors, if we want to create wealth, sustainable wealth for the future, good cash flow, we must understand these plans. We must understand when to apply these plans and how to get the most of these plans. So I thought we might talk about that at a high level this morning. We're not going to drive down and drill into each one. What we may do over the next week or two, we'll dive into each of those plans, team, but... Um, Let's have a bit of a look at that this morning so uh, we can understand what is going on for sometimes when there's flatter times in the market, sometimes there's downtime, sometimes there's uptimes, but there is always, however, there is always something we can be doing to create value and get ourselves either prepared, take advantage of, get ready for uh, activity in our portfolio. So let's do that this morning. Quick shout out to Luke. Good morning. Great to see all of you guys on this morning. Fantastic. 
to see everyone up early and uh, the early bird catches the worm. Hey, we, list, we talked about this number one plan yesterday, which is the acquisitions plan. The acquisitions plan, right? Uh, I'm just going to make do little acronyms or short ones here. The acquisition plan. This is about buying the number of properties that you need as fast and as safely as possible. The quicker you can get your buying done, uh, and uh, number one rule in here, you know, is buy well. Uh, I was chatting with one of the team this morning, and uh, uh, she had been talking to some potential clients who wanted to join uh, some of our coaching, and uh, because of budget constraints and not enough education and understanding, these clients were considering buying a property all the way in Warwick, which is which is super west of Brisbane, not even Brisbane, Warwick. Now, it's a nice town. Uh, however, I would not be putting my 600000 by the way, $600,000 into Warwick because that's where your budget is. And it's a, it's actually a flaw in often the thinking is that if we want a house, we go further away from the city until we can afford it. That's actually, uh, let me just cut to the chase. That's actually dumb. It's stupid. And there are other ways to navigate that as property investors. So, um, that's not what I'm going to talk about today, but I will drill into that because that is very important to understand. Uh, yeah, go camping in Warwick. <laughs> Dead right, Alison. Dead right. So, and shout out to anyone who lives there. Listen, nothing wrong with living in that place. For me as a property investor, I want my, my money in strong, future-proof economies. If you want wealth, team, you don't go where the economies are cyclical or weak or small or limited, you put your money where the, the economy is going to drive long term, okay? Buy well. Acquisitions, often, team, this is usually between three and seven investment properties in one way, shape, or form. Now, don't get confused, and this is where a lot of us will need to make sure we understand that let's say in the next little bit, it might be a, a flatter market. It is still time to buy. It is still time to get on with it. You don't wait another three or five years for another boom or another run or whatever and then get in. No, you continue the acquisition plan. You start it, you finish it as fast as possible. If you can purchase, you should. It is not a good idea. If you want that outcome in that period of time, to stop, okay? But we'll talk about that as we go through these seven plans over the next week or two uh, and lay a bit more foundation conversation around them. The acquisition plan, get on with it. That's just the gist of that one, all right? How do we maximize and make that ac acquisition plan safe? Well, we need a lending plan, okay? A lending plan, how do you get access to the money? Is it interest only? Is it principal interest? Offset, redraw, how much do you pay? The biggest flaw I have seen in my entire 26 years of investing in real estate, folks, is that uninformed investors will be, uh, they'll limit their possibilities because of cheap interest rates 
and that's relative, and won't uh, won't do, do not understand the value of getting on with it right now. I'll give you an example. Maybe right now you could go to a major lender and you could get a 3.5% interest rate, but they'll only lend you $600,000, okay? Now, you could go to a an alternative lender, and there's not a dodgy lender, I think there's 113 lenders in Australia. Team, there's 113 lenders that you need to understand, your team need to understand how to get you the most money. Hey, morning, Yasmin. 113 lenders getting you the most money. And for most of us, it won't be with major, major lenders, major institutions. It won't be with the banks. And often, um, they might be cheap, but their terms on the other side are rubbish. So we've got to consider other things. Now, if I said to you, you can get 750000 tell me in the chat. Okay, you, you can get 600000 you go all the way to Warwick for a house. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but it's a long way to nowhere. Okay. Six hundred, you can go to Warwick, but seven fifty, you can be buying in Brisbane, maybe fifteen k from the CBD in an infill suburb location, fantastic cracking spot for seven fifty. This is just a Brisbane example. I'm sure there's other examples everywhere, but you'll pay one percent more in interest to get closer to the city at this point in time because that's how the lending works. Tell me. What would you do? Would you go to Nowheresville for a cheap interest rate and a cheap property? Or would you keep your eye on the prize that investment will cost a little bit more up front, but the longer term wealth created will be significantly more with a better location and a better property? Hopefully, you know what you would do. Nice place, right? <laughs> David's broken down. In, uh, in Warwick, lovely people out there for sure. Now listen, get your lending plan sorted. Get it right, team. Get it right, okay? Having access to capital and funding is super important. And how you do that is not about the cheapest interest rate. That is the last thing. You approach that, uh, your owner-occupier, your, your own home, sure, get a, get a good rate. Investment, it is the last thing you consider, not the first thing, okay? Lending. Let's talk about the next one, which is a tax minimization plan. Our biggest expense, all of us, that we can manage and minimize as property investors is our taxes. What taxes do we pay? Team, put that in the chat for me right now. Get you guys involved this morning in the chat. What taxes do we pay and what can we manage and minimize? There's four main taxes that we're exposed to, and as property investors, we can manage, we can minimise, we can, we can uh, reduce effectively and keep more money. The more money you get to keep, the wealthier you become in the future, all right? So you can reduce your PAYG, you can reduce your land tax, you can reduce your stamp duty, okay? There's ways to do that as well. Stamp duty reductions. And you can reduce capital gains tax. Boom, nice. Good work, Chris. Good work, Alison. All over it. Team, there are four main taxes that you must understand how to manage, minimize, 
as an investor. Super important to get that dial. Let me change the colors here, change it up a little bit. All right. Personal company, GST, capital gains tax. Yes, David, as a business owner, there's a few other dimensions to this tax minimization. GST and company taxes, for sure. So we either go four or we go six. As a business owner, you add a bit of dimension to it. And as a business owner, we've got some other awesome things as well. Um, so, uh, and the lending plan for business owners, David and others, if you're a business owner here, is very different to the lending plan for a regular PAYG career person. So understanding those differences. All right. Number four, a property management plan. You're going to own these properties, folks, for the next 20 to 30 years. 20 to 30 years. You need to work with an excellent, awesome, amazing property manager and property management team. Now, that property management team, they do uh, what's called the consolidation phase, but we call it the triple M, all right? Manage, maintain, and they can help you maximize. Maximize your rents, maximize your values. Your property manager spends more time at that property physically with your biggest asset than you ever will. Let me say that again. Your property manager will spend more time at your property taking photos, looking at it, thinking about it, looking after it, if you choose the right one, than you ever will. And it is so, so, so important, ladies and gents, team, folks, to get the right team of property managers on your side to create that wealth. What happens, this is so terrible, you get a property manager who's inexperienced, they do an average job, you get the shits with the property, then they'll send you to one of the agents, they'll talk you out of owning the property, they get to flog it, you're out of the game. It's, it's the age-old cycle, and it's, it's hideous. It's terrible. And uh, for me, for you as a property investor, you want to work with the right team, okay, as we go along. So we've got our four, four initial plans, the four main ones, and they tend to fall in the first stage, the acquisition stage, um, as we go along. Uh, and... and these last three happen often in the back end of our uh, our building our portfolio, but can one of them should be sort of running pretty well the whole way along. Okay, so the next one, uh, and your debt reduction, your debt reduction plan. There's no other way to get the outcome, ladies and gents. Oh, that's great to see. You've got some good property managers. That's awesome. There's no other way to get this outcome, ladies and gents. If your properties go from, you know, worth 2 million and now worth, you know, 8 million, 80 million would be awesome. That'd be fine. <laughs> you know, 2 million and you've got all this equity and you can't use it, who cares? Capital growth technically is... Um, especially in the form of equity, it's actually pretty useless. Unless you can access that equity, then, then you can't live off it. Then you've got to sell your assets and you've got to start again. You end up with paying taxes and all these things. That's not the outcome. 
So the outcome, we need to debt reduce. You want the debt to go down and you want your income, you want your rents to go up. Debt down, rents up. At any time, at any time in the cycle, you can be working on these things. Right, maybe maybe right now you're done. Maybe it's like, oh, that's it. I am, I've got four properties. I'm tapped out at the moment. I'm probably gonna just chill for a year or two while, uh, while I get myself organized for the next property. What can you do in the meantime? Well, every single extra dollar and cent goes into your offset account, which helps in debt reduction in the short term, but deposit creation in the, in the medium term. There's always something to be working on team as a property investor. But for most people, this one and this one, the first two, acquisition and lending plan, have to be on fire, on point the whole time because we want to get our deals done, right? We want to get our deals done. Right, we're on the home stretch here. Last but not least, and it's not really last, a financial plan. And a financial plan includes super uh, and insurances, okay? Uh, and potentially some other asset classes like, like the share market, okay? So that financial plan, if you think about, you know, uh, uh, you know the three stages here, acquisition, um, consolidation, and lifestyle, pretty terrible drawing, but the financial plan will run along the bottom for the whole time. Okay, and then you got you know plans you know one, two, three, and four here. Uh, you'd probably have plan five in here. This is plan six, pretty well the whole way. And then over here, you've got plan seven. All right. So it looks a bit like that if it's linear, but for some of us, it won't be life. Life's, life's not exactly linear, is it? Okay, um, as we go along. Okay. So plan seven. What does that mean? Does anyone know what plan seven is? This is the plan. I think there's two C's in that. Um, the wealth acceleration plan. Okay, wealth acceleration. Uh, in here, I love accelerating wealth with equity arbitrage. There is, that's it, Alison, perfect. There's a number of plans, there's a number of things you can do in the acceleration stage. And what happens in the acceleration stage, and I won't sort of steal the thunder for the next few weeks, but over here, like we said, you know, it's quite conceivable that your properties could be worth $5 million and your debt is $1 million after 20 years. And this gap here, this $4 million is what we want to put to work. It accelerates. This is the this is the exciting part. What happens? What happens is is people lose patience. They sort of start out over here and they just sort of get lost and they go somewhere else. If you systematically apply these seven plans across those three stages, ladies and gents, in 15 or 20 years time, it'll be mind-blowing where you are. And then you get to go, "All right, well, how can I make the most of this? I've met so many, so many people who've owned properties for 20 years and they're like, I've got all this equity. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> let's, let's make sure that that's you in the future and we will know what to do with it. We'll accelerate our wealth 
extreme acceleration at that point in time. Uh, let me tell you, it'll be fun as you go along. Hey, morning, Harry. Good to see you, brother. 100% Allison. Listen to me, team. Not only uh, do you get another property in your portfolio, Allison, dead right, who cares? You're looking at the cost right now, right? So where you're kind of like looking, oh, no, it's costing, you know, a half a percent more. And if, if your budget's tight, run your numbers and keep your budget. I get that. No problems. You've got to manage your cash flow. But looking at the short-term cost without understanding the long-term value is where I see so many investors go wrong. So many. 1% now is tax deductible anyway. So you get a bunch of that cost back in tax reductions. Get on the calculator and do that stuff. And then over time, you will be paid back in spades. You'll, you'll get a 10, 50% return on that outcome in the medium to long term. It, it capitalizes and compounds. So great question, great conversation uh, in that space, Alison. So team, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted for this morning. Uh, 8.33, I usually try and finish around 8.30. I'm sure everyone's got stuff to do. Um, so join me tomorrow, 8.10, and we'll start to go through these seven plans and unpack them. We'll unpack them as we go forward and really dive deep into them, okay? So, hey, thanks for joining me this morning, team. Great to see all of you on. Thanks for the shout-outs. Awesome to have your support. Really appreciate. Uh, yeah, it's a no-brainer. You're dead right, Steve. All right, folks. You guys be well. Have a good one. See you tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat, round about 10 past 8. Adios. Adios.